From tales of unlikely heroes to world-changing tragedies, American Shadows is a new podcast that tours the dark history of America's past. Listen to American Shadows on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience. Talking Trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good evening, America, and good morning, Australia. You're listening to Tony Lontis live on W4WN. And today, I just wanted to say a big shout out to anyone who is looking down the barrel of that mighty big hurricane that's barreling towards you. Please be safe. And I just hope that perhaps it might turn course and rack off out of there. Uh, Just a reminder that you can listen to Radio Tony live on W4WN. I've also popped into the chat this morning. Radio Tony has its own webpage, radiotony.com. And on the Facebook, we have its Radio Tony has its own Facebook page, and the link is facebook.com forward slash Radio Tony. Uh, sorry, Tony Radio Tony. I have a LinkedIn profile and a new Pinterest profile. So that's pinterest.com.au forward slash Tony Lontis forward slash radio dash Tony forward slash. And if you want to connect with me on email, it's simply info at radiotony.com. So today we have an amazing guest with us. And before I introduce you to her, I want to tell you just a little bit about Moisey. Moisey Lena Jean Louie started her business in January 2017, and she started her catering business because she wanted some sort of sense of control over her time. She loves the ability to be more flexible. Uh, she realized that whilst working for an employer, She didn't have the freedom she desired, so she started her own business in 2017. Now, Moisey is um, very much involved in New Haiti and the New Haiti projects. New Haiti is a social enterprise dedicated to sustainable job development in Haiti. Locally, nationally and internationally, New Haiti is actively working towards the empowerment of all people of Haitian descent. Their story is one of transformation and they plant businesses, invest into rehabilitation for struggling businesses and ensure that the first two, and to ensure the first two, they need partners and investors. So a brief history, um, before uh before uh, growing up on a farm the owner of uh, New Haiti Enterprises uh, started to support churches, orphanages, schools and others in need of harvest. The need was great and the solution was temporary and he decided that the permanent solution was to get Haiti 
working. They then had a workforce development project in 2012 and the challenge was to transform the people from lifelong unemployment, from farming, from dependence to independent contributors of the Haitian society. This evolving people needed a new infrastructure for support. So then they had to evolve the workforce development system to identify, register, train and place new job seekers. They then deemed it necessary to find suitable skills for more work so training and skills were enhanced. So before we go further into what's happening in Haiti, I want to introduce you to Moisey Jean. Good morning, Moisey. Good morning. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, it's perfectly fine. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your radio show. It's a pleasure to be here with you and to uh, go alone and tell you a little bit more about myself. I'm really excited to learn. Yes, same. So, Moisey, let's talk about you first. Can you tell me a little about you, where you've come from and what you're doing now? Well, well, that's a perfectly um, a good opportunity for me to do that. I'm very happy. So, uh, I grew up and raised in Haiti and I uh, moved here in 2009 uh-huh. and currently living in the U.S. in uh, New York, New York. And I'm now a contestant for a pageant um, taking place in Florida, Orlando, in April 2021. Um, unfortunately, it was happening this year, but with yeah. the outbreak and the pandemic that we all know about, it was postponed due to the, the pandemic. But yeah. yeah, I'm very much passionate about Haiti, as you may have I have a brief history about me. Yeah, yeah. connection. James Toussaint, which is the founder of um, New Haiti. Yes. So, yeah, presently I'm really engaged on getting to uh, reach out to the community and getting to understand their needs and in, in pursuit of going into the pageant next year. I'm very, very excited about that. It was a little bit of a disappointment yes. that I had. You know, they postponed this. However, I'm very happy that I have a little bit more time to work and getting to know the people and the community and their needs and how I will be able to be a better servant in becoming Miss Haiti. And um, also, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a founder of a catering business. And this is my pleasure and, and, you know, the most... uh, things that bring me the most joy in life to know that I was able to do this when I found my company in January of 2017. And the reason why I found my company was because I was um, frustrated and tired wanting to have my own flexibility and wanting to also serve the people in my community. Through foods, I'm very happy to be able to bring something different to the table and people palates so they they enjoy really much, very much when based on feedbacks that I have, yeah. uh, the food that I, uh, per- I produce for them. So mainly it was really because I'm passionate about um, helping others and reaching out to my community. And mainly also I wanted to have the flexibility and some and sort of freedom. control over time. Yes. Yeah. To be able to do your pageant work and your work with New Haiti. So Moisey, I just want to know a little bit more about your journey from growing up into Haiti to now being a business owner in New York. Can you tell our listeners how that transpired? Wow, this is amazing. You bring me back to the beautiful days that brought me to today. So um, my business actually was developed into a very natural state. Mm -hmm. At a very, very early age, I remember I was around 11 years old. My dad used to live abroad at the time. Uh Around um, summertime, he came to visit us in Haiti. So as he visited us, I said, you know what? I'm very happy to see my father. I will make you some food, Dad. So, which is what I did at 11 years old. And to my surprise and to everyone, a surprise, my aunt who was there to assist me, she she complimented me after I made the the meal that I did, which was a soup at the time, which is very common in Haitian community. We call it bouillon. Uh-huh. My dad was very happy about that. So since then, I grew up with an extreme and strength 
and cooking. So I really enjoyed cooking since I was very young at 11 yeah. years old. So around that time in 2017, I was planning to leave my job as a paralegal with the Chamber of yeah. Commerce in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, I decided what can I do best? What am I doing best now? What I do, I enjoy to do. And it was not difficult for me to think about it. It was really come to me in a very easy and natural way because I know I cook for my family until today and everybody always enjoy my food. And I get the joy of knowing that I'll bring that type of pleasure to people. And this is how it happened for me, I decided. Mm -hmm. And also in Haiti, I was, you know, among other people, I was, I felt very fortunate uh, I left um, Haiti and it was a sad decision that our yes. family, but um, I really miss the part of, um, you know, develop the values that I have now, the values of, uh, you know, understanding that uh, the unity of a community, I yeah. learned to, to really value that when I was in Haiti and I carried that with me until today. And I'm very much appreciated for everyone that, you know, know me as a kids and that also bring their part into my life and to becoming the person that I am becoming today. So, you know, my dad, he left since uh, 1993. He left Haiti yeah. and the embargo between Haiti and the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he was able to pave the way for us. And as a result, we were very fortunate having to you know to go to school and having a roof over her head and also food on the table uh-huh. where it could have been a little bit more different if he didn't yes. make that decision to leave so it's a it's a uh, it's a very much a twin appreciation that i have between haiti and the u.s yes. haiti is because i have the value that i have with now yeah. and i believe it came from the roots of growing up in haiti and also to understand a different part of the world, living in the U.S., it's this part of the world that I really much appreciate it and in love with. Yeah, yeah. That's my brief story. <laughs> That's awesome. So I want to ask, um, what prompted you to um, enter the pageant and what sort of things do you have to do um, before we get to 2021 for the live pageant? Wow, yeah, that's really a very good question. Um, I was inspired by uh, Miss Haiti. We had yeah. at the, one of the finalists, um, her name is Rachel Pelizier. Yes, she yes. She was in the universe in 2016. Uh-huh. I watch her, I see her performance. I notice her pas- passion for the yes. cause that was fighting for and it reminds me it almost was like a mirror to me to myself that if I have similar passion and since I was growing up to help others reach out and become a a figure and also serve as a bridge that can help people why not do that why not develop the skill that I need It was just a reminder. So basically, she inspired me, and also uh, she will serve as a tool to bring me back to the person that I was really becoming. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. seen my father um, very young. He was involved in politics. I saw he was very different in the sense of his interest was always towards the people. Yes, he was always interested in helping his community, developing uh-huh. his community. And strengthened his community. As a result, I became to understand as a very, very early age, this mm-hmm. is what I aspire to become. My father was a very selfless person, mm-hmm. and he instilled that in me to understand you can't grow up to become selfish, you can't grow up to become oneself, mm-hmm. but be in the pursuit of happiness of everyone that involves, especially people in your community. Yeah. So having that in me already and seeing her light in the pageant, seeing how she was brilliant, she seeing how she bright, very light, very bright in the pageant, yes. Yes. I was able to come back to my own self to remember where my roots is and what I have in me. So yeah. it's all started with my father 
And then transfigured to having to see her courage and participating in the pageant. She had an amazing performance and yes. everybody thought it was going to be the Miss Universe for that year. Although at the end, she ended up becoming the second runner up for, yeah. for the pageant. But we all are very proud of her. We all are very appreciative of the steps that she took and make sure that everyone understands that there is no limit. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And if you feel that this is you, this is the person you are, with no pretense, with no um, being forced to do it, you must yeah. go and accomplish whatever you feel like you need to do, you wanted to accomplish. And this is where it all came down to for me. I've yes. seen her remember it was just the the reminder that I needed it was exactly at the time that I was ready to become one of the contestants yeah. as of right now I need to continue staying engaged with the community yes and there's a lot of communication back and forth with um, the platform which is organizing the um, the pageant in terms of um, you know safety of yes. everyone and moving forward because all we know, we might, we really sure that this can happen, but anything can change at change yeah. at any given time. Mm -hmm. So we want to remain flexible, but at the same time, we want to remain dedicated to the course. So yes. for my platform, uh, my my the topic I will be engaging heavily is the, uh, combating physical uh, physical abuse and corporal punishment that's taking yes. place in schools in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I engage this is because, as I was telling you earlier, I was brought up and raised and went to school in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, I seen the abuse that took place in our schools. And um, I also understood at a very early age how every kid is very, can be very much brilliant. Yes. And yes. However, if you uh put the kids through certain sort of abuse they endure uh, abuse they experience abuse at the very early age that can also impair their ability to become okay. the person i was lucky on the other hand that i i um, endure and experience some of these things a little less than other kids yeah um, some kids i'm sure that maybe today they're not they, they didn't develop fully to the extent, to their full potential because yes, of certain yes. abuse that they have went to. And in Haiti, I know that our education system is not its best. And I think this is one of the reasons why this is the case for us. Because when you, within your household, your parents always make sure you understand whatever you're, you are learning in school. Yeah. But when you're in school, it's there is a sense of fear, there's a sense of discomfort, there's a sense of uh, insecurity that you you don't feel like you should be embraced, however, and you don't get that. So yeah. my attempt to work on that particularly is because I want to change the system and give the kids, every kid, the opportunity to fully develop without having to go into some things that can possibly endure and impair their future and if if i can reach one person at a time yes. i believe the work will be done so at this time it's uh it has not been very easy to connect with people directly in haiti no. i do feel like a part of this the radio and uh you know to speaking to yes. new haiti and see how i can connect to other people I, I will continue doing that and I'm staying in close um, connection and relationship with the platform yes. that organized pageant to see how I can better and facilitate my engagement to the community. Yeah, because normally we would have the, well, you in particular would have the ability to fly down, meet with people, uh, talk with people. But in the current um, conditions, all of that has been made harder. And the fact, too, that the pageant was postponed to 2021, um, even though it's given you more time, it's probably um, – it's still been hard because of the current um, virus um, impacts on the US and Haiti. Do you know what um, is happening in Haiti in terms of the virus, Moisey? 
briefly, yes. Um, I know that comparatively to the U.S., yeah. um, where we experience over thousands of deaths, yeah. we didn't see that in Haiti. Uh-huh. However, I'm suspected that this may be the case. It's many cases may not may have been gone without reported. Yeah. Um, yep. Some people may have the opportunity to be tested and some people may not. It's also yeah. probably the same thing that's happening here in the yeah. U.S. That uh, every, every one of the population is decided to be tested, although with the, having the opportunity to be tested. So my, my assumption is the fact that they know we are not entirely affected or um greatly affected is because a lot of the cases are gone unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah. especially living in the province, which we're known as the cap, um, the departments, yeah. but there are, if you were to, to refer to it in the U.S., it would be the states. We have yeah. 10 states, which is departments. Yes. The departments, they are less um, uh, likely to get the chance, the opportunity to get a center where they could go and test it. Um, last I spoke to one of the president of the school in Haiti that also used organized vaccination, like community vaccination, um, in uh -huh. certain period, he told me one center, his center was going to be used for, um, for where people can go and test it. However, they never became into conclusion with that, with the people in charge in terms of the health community center. Uh -huh. So that 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 went under the drain down the drain but he was something he was focusing on getting down to getting down to, to the ears of the people and authority that responsible for the health of the community as presently i know overall in in port-au-prince was the men's um there was a capital that mostly affected by the yes. virus but is not as um is not as the U.S., although we might consider, we must consider uh, proportionality. Um, Haiti is a less uh, smaller country uh -huh. and less populated compared yeah. to the U.S. Yeah. So in That's a scale right. of and the scale of having the number of the population that we have, we might also, in comparison to the U.S., we might also, someone might say that we equally affected but the numbers are smaller in comparison yeah, because yeah. of the amount of people we have in the population. Yeah, You know, I, as for me personally, I really wish this is the case and it stays this way yeah. um, because our healthcare system is not as developed as a yes. place like Australia even or the U.S. Yes. yes. So I'm really hoping um, that we're taking as much precaution that is possible. Yeah. And then mainly doing my part is continue reaching out to people in my community and Haiti to see how I can be of help and how I can um, serve as um, a connection to facilitate things from moving yes. forward or you know, get in certain aspects. And it's the same as for um, New Haiti, James. Uh, we were speaking uh, last month mm -hmm. and when it was at its peak, the the, the outbreak was at its yes. peak here in the West. There was one company that reached out to him and and in in order to get some help and stuff. So I know James, he personally was helping getting some sort of like um um things like first aids, yes. uh sanitizers and things yes. like um a soap, hand soaps, things yes. like that in mass, he was going to send to Haiti. We didn't yeah. get the chance to follow up. Things were a little bit hectic for yes. me here. And but I'm sure he did his, you know, what he could do in order to get these um items to the people yeah. that he was speaking with, which was um a community res responsible for a community in Port-au-Prince. Yeah. And the soft soft west south west side of Haiti. Uh-huh. Yes. Now, Moisey, before we go on and talk about James and New Haiti a bit more, um, mm -hmm. are your family okay in Haiti? Have they been safe down there in yes, terms of the um, virus? Fortunately, and it's been a blessing. Yes. Um, I have my immediate family here in the U.S. with me, but my extended family, they yes. are in Haiti. And luckily, they are in a province side, which is out of town. 
where uh-huh. the provinces side are mainly reported to be less affected than the capital, which is Port-au-Prince. Um, I'm lucky and fortunate that based on what they reported, everybody is are doing fine. Um, no sickness as of right now. And, yes. you know, all I can do is advise them to take precautions and encourage them uh, to constantly wash their hands and yes. things like, as we know, the CDC here yes. has been reported public to do such as um a six feet distance yes. and also um quarantine and uh, make sure also you can do things to help keep strengthen the immune system your immune system yes. so i i do communicate with them in that regards and luckily as i was saying everybody's all fine and i also encourage them to speak to their neighbors and encourage them to do the same thing which i also uh transmitted to them so they they are fine and i hope it stays this way for right now yeah yeah i hope so for uh, Hades um, sake as well. So Moisey, um, a little bit more about how you met James and got involved in New Haiti Enterprises. Wow, this this is amazing. Every time I talk about this, I I am yeah. I feel that it was a moment of serendipity. Yes, uh, it was at a time I was looking to venture it in network and become in connection with someone that in yes. similar interests with me. Yes. James Dusan, it happened instantly, right? Yes. It was an instant click. When we spoke um, initially, it was him approached me on LinkedIn, right? Yes. And when he started speaking of Haiti, I saw the passion beyond yes. what he was saying to me. He's and very passionate. Yes, the project and what he had accomplished. Yeah. I say it couldn't be any more in alignment to what I'm doing now. Yes. We got to work together. And this is what we did. A couple, a couple months later, when he learned about my um, endeavor and becoming a part of the pageant, which is yes. international pageant in, in uh, Florida, he offered me, that's when he offered me to become the ambassador yeah. of his organization. And I couldn't be more happier, any more happier to be a part of this great work that he's doing. And I'm sure you have a little brief history of um, New Haiti. And I heard you um, explain it to the public, to the audience, yes. our audience yes. earlier. New yes. Haiti really is... Um, Basically, what we are doing, if I were to put it in one or two words, yes. is really trying to understand a social economics um, yes. aspect of what is happening in Haiti, and also improve every every part of that social economics, strengthen yes. it, and also make people understand that, especially our motto is Lunia Fena Force Meet, which is in um, translation with union, we have strength. Oh, so that's fantastic. Yes. So having to bring that to, to the people of Haiti, knowing that, okay, by having everyone understanding the needs of every, each individually, each person individually, but in unison mm-hmm. can be the the power source of bringing Haiti back to its original state. So mm-hmm. Haiti used to be one of the richest on the Caribbean. Oh. However, now it's it's not the case because we have many other many aspects that contributed to the fact that Haiti is not where that many people like James and I and uh, yes. many other people it, it is which it was at. So we we really trying to support people whether in a micro or a yes. macro scales. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, if you are individually interested to get some help in getting some sort of like investment into a company that you yes. have, we will yes. just help you the resources that is necessary. And as well as if there are current investors in Haiti that are interested in developing some particular, let's say a school yes. or developing a hotel or a bank, 
we are willing to coincide with them in making yeah. that happen and become uh, a tangible items in, yes. in, in fact. So currently we are working on um, a, a part of Haiti, which is Lapland, which is the southwest part of Haiti, yeah. uh, close to Petroville. I'm sure if some of the Haitian audience that are listening, are, they probably know very much where I'm referring to. Yes. That part we have, we have um, an agricultural acres where we dedicate to to use for the growth of what we have, basically local products. Yes. So um, we're also interested in evolving in terms of the um, infrastructure. Yes. Um, as you know, infrastructure in every society is very important. Yeah. And some of the infrastructure that we have, and for example, like transportation, is very. It can be very difficult in in the sense to transport certain items from. It could be just like ten miles away. Yes. But it's it's very hard because our infrastructure is because the roads are not what they should be. Yes. So. We, we Haiti, we not the government, but we also want to be basically the fire, the, 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 the fire that, that brings to the root to help the, uh, the government. people to help themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically bringing to, to basically it's a campaign on, on uh, reaching out and understand that okay, this is what the public needs. It's obvious it will benefit in the growth of our economy. So let's put in place um, uh, a way to do this. Let let's let's organize uh, something that will help making this product and becoming a reality. And sometimes things like as I say, bringing back to infrastructure can can kind of deter the product because it's not as easy as developing those those uh, those parts those factors but we can only say that if we didn't do this part we would feel left out yes but even if it takes uh, over t- over years to get it done we will continue and persevere and get it yeah. done so this is where we at we really want to strengthen the social economics of Haiti by bringing people together and making them understand how powerful it can be to be all together and also understanding and value those that decided to go in a more individualistic approach on the development of Haiti so we serve as a bridge and also wanted to be a part of those growth that Haiti is undergoing so Haiti is um, starting to experience some of that growth. Moisey, can you tell me, in terms of things like um, running water, is there mm-hmm. access to running water across this, the country or is it mainly in the developed areas where they have running water? And in terms of roads, again, um, what's the road infrastructure like across Haiti, just so our listeners get an understanding of what it's like in Haiti? Well, yes, um, I really love to address this and hoping that um, the audience uh, understanding the fact that when when I speak on that matter regarding our infrastructure, uh-huh. I'm not here to put down or basically bashing our no. culture or our government, no. but really to bring uh, an awareness Amen. that should understand the necessity of having this um, good infrastructure in place. Yes. It would benefit in all of us in a sense of bringing the tourist, bringing tourism, yes. tourism to Haiti, and as well be able to facilitate your traveling to your vacation to visit your family or friends in Haiti. Yeah. So uh, the water. Uh, system in Haiti, I would say, based on what I know, it's mainly you will find easy access to water in the more developing yes. part of Haiti, like the Port-au-Prince yes. and places like Jackmel. Yeah. Although there are a lot of improvement that that's been taking place um, since um, 2009 when I left in Haiti, yeah. uh, especially in my town. In my town, I found out that now everybody have uh, an installment of a water system in their house. And as well as we had the, um, the prime minister, he was a temporary prime minister. He's from our hometown. His name is Jov- um, 
Jocelyn Privert. Yes. He made sure that we had um, electricity in our town. But mm-hmm. as I was telling you earlier, we have 10 states. We don't have yeah. one state. So if we have everywhere to think in that manner, in that path, and wanting to take the same direction, it, uh, it will be everywhere in Haiti that have that. Another yes. aspect on why I feel like some of the things like um, took times to develop in Haiti mm-hmm. is because we don't we don't use a we don't use or develop a part of reconstruction. Uh-huh. So what you see happen in a particular part of Haiti is this word, which is the main road. Um, national roads from Port-au-Prince to a province yes. would be built and construct this year, but you don't yeah. see any sort of like retouch or rebuild after maybe 10 years. So this uh, is what happened current process. It, it kept recurring over time yes. and over. So when you let that happen without having to touch up, let's say you see the bridges need to do a little bit of arrangement, Mm -hmm. you don't focus on that. You put your fixation into other things and building new words, which are also necessary, but you you give the chance and opportunity for that previous roads you build to be fully broken. So this is another thing I really hope me and James can further discuss. I, I yes. think uh, I've seen it here in the U.S. You see constant construction. Yes. Constantly you see something is being repaired and constantly yes. you see something is rebuilt just yes. because they want to keep it intact and in good form. Yes. So if we can adapt in um, a similar similar um, way of um, doing things in Haiti. in Haiti, mm-hmm. I think we would less it would be less hectic and problematic to having to think about the whole development of the entire country because that's gonna take yes. that's not gonna be overnight. No but it's if gonna we, take a while, isn't it? Yes. If if we have a budget that dedicated onto rebuilding things that we previously built, I think we won't have to having to have a headache when these things need to be fixed because yeah. they'd be constantly paying attention to it's basically in comparison to a plant you have a plant you don't just grow it and you leave it there you constantly water and water the plant it and look after it and nurture it yes it's as the same as uh, the children the kids you yeah. have yeah. You make sure each make sure they they taken care of emotionally and physically and also it's grounded in some of that embracement they f- yeah. feel that sense of embracement, which is necessary for everything else around us so I feel like there's a lack of understanding in that aspect. I'm not sure if it's governmentally or people in the community. We don't have yes. people that represent in each community. So yeah. all these things need to be addressed. And I'm sure New Haiti is already doing the part. Mm-hmm. And we also want to bring some sort of awareness to each person to understand, like, value these things when we have them. If you upset with the government don't break them don't burn them down if you are not happy with how they pass a bill and new bills or how things are run in the community yeah. raise your voice march peacefully make sure the government heard you because it's a privilege and it's also a right to know that you can raise your voice and freedom of uh, press and also raising awareness to to know to let the government know what i need in my community not necessarily having to affect and destruct what we already have. It's not only impacting even your family after you yes. destroy it, it's going to impact every family and as well as our economic. And we're not um, going to focus on simply getting these things done because of one person, but for everyone. So that's why yeah. also I think becoming um, involved with New Haiti I, I found a new sense of wanting to, okay, make people see this is the, this is the case. This is what we yes. understand. And gratefully, some of us have a different perspective. We see it elsewhere. When we come to the U.S., we see how things go. We see how things run. And we see what works and we see what don't work. Yeah. 
So as a result, we want to take what works and also give in some sort of influence and to see how it can bring some sort of impact and changes in, you know, developing what needs to be developed in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. Moisey, in terms of, um, I was just thinking before, what is Haiti known for in terms of the products? What's some of the great things that Haiti produces currently? Um, I would say our coffee. Our coffee yes. is it's amazing. Yes. And you could be here and the, I, I mean, not to its full form, yeah. but hypothetically speaking, you here in Australia, you smell the coffees brewing in my house. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good. It's vibrant, and it's it's the aroma of it too. It's it's natural. It's it's extremely yeah. powerful. Like it will make you feel that oh, yes. I just shot myself with ton ounce of energy. And <laughs> this is a, this is how good it is, and yes. also. In each state, each states are focused on certain products. So you will find one state have something they are produce they produce more, and the other state don't. Uh-huh. So, for example, my state, which is uh, Pretty Tudini, yes. we focus on fish, a lot of fishes, and yes. lime. So oh. lime fishes, it's very it's a very big deal in our uh-huh. community and. Other states know it, and as for example, we have Latibonit. People are crazy about the rice. Yes. The rice is like the best rice that you you could ever have, and you would have in your Sunday dinner, uh-huh. um, and so on. And each state is known to have something that they're very good at, or products that they focus on growing the most comparatively to other states. Not yeah. that they don't grow all the products, but some of the states, I'm not sure if they're soil or the people and in uh, the agriculture sector that focus more in this particular thing. But I know the soil may have an as- a part to do in that, especially from where I'm from. We Haiti have a has lot of rich soil, doesn't it, Moisey? Like it's we rich, have... productive soil. Um. Yes, but we do need improvement. We need to. Uh, uh-huh. Things like, uh, for example, cookie cutter. Cookie cutter would be something that we know, and um, things like this already pre made. Yes. And you use it to make other samples. So, what I mean by cookie cutters is because everything is being done with human uh, forces. Yes. And of like um, their phys- they use their physique to do things. It's not enough. We're yeah. going to need things like tractors, trailers, yes. things that um, things that will facilitate on making these things happen at a faster rate and as well as a much more yes. productive um, fashion. So we do have good soil, but we lack in things like the implements um, to make the most of it. Yes, to implement yeah. and make yeah. it most so, that's that's something else that we we can take an approach on into uh, um, a, a vision into and making these things and, and, and applying these things. Yeah. Um, there could be some some um, some cultural factor that may um, bring some sort of like slowness in that. Yes. It's because some people might feel that you know because I've been doing this for a while. They might not want it to reluctance uh, to try something better and new, new and better. Yeah. So yeah. this is also something that can also further discuss in terms of like um, training and yes. or infrastructure, unemployment, things like that, and learning to apply and things that will help you develop at a faster rate and much more effective rate. If yeah. we're going to consider having to develop Haiti and all its aspect and use all its potential, all these things going to have to finally come into consideration and moving yeah. forward into the future that we deserve to have. And that's part of what you and James and new Haiti Enterprises do is we need those partnerships, endorsements, advocacy that will help bring the people of Haiti um, to where they need to be because my understanding is that Haiti has enormous 
potential to be um, economically amazing and to produce amazing products, have amazing people and do wonderful things. But at the moment, Haiti needs people to partner with them, to support them, to sponsor them, to donate to them and support mm-hmm. the new Haiti Enterprises mission to create this vibrant country of New Haiti. Is that right, Moisey? Yeah, perfectly. You said it perfectly right. And um, we recognize the potentials of Haiti. We know what's possible. And yes. we also look at the things that can help into making them become into fruition. And this is why we take an approach of going to our community, yes. bringing the um, the the part to our community to make them see that hey we here to serve you all you need to do is state your needs and then we will do as much as possible to support the things that yeah. you think that the community need and as well as certain propositions certain um pre-made um thing work that we're already doing we think that can help implement these things and to happen and it's almost like a sample like we say this is what we will focus on and this is what we facilitated and this is what we our company do so let's all do that together let's all see how we can do and we're not only doing to the community we also invite investors that listen into this session right now to know that new you have the idea in the every uh, aspect of the le- developing our uh, infrastructure, our skill system, our agriculture system. Yes. We are really we have the basics that is needed. We just we need to connect with the people, the community, investors, and as well as the government. Yes. But without one of this um, uh, part of the equation, we might still continue. For example, what I mean by that, if we have the investors, we have the community, we have the the people, we have the understanding of the infrastructure and how we can develop it. If yeah. the government is not willing to engage, we can go by a different route, going yes. much more closer to a community um, advocacy to see how we can get the yeah. work done. So we are in needs of investors to connect with us yes. and as well as we will we're going to continue connecting with the community and knowing let them know what we specialize in let them know what we are able to help um especially with what we some of the community may have already familiar with things like agriculture we just need a way to finance that to polish it and making it more much more possible and much more enriching and getting it done instead of having to you know go through 12 hours a day doing it yourself and where you could have it tractor and get it done and it much faster it and for almost like a mass production but that will help people to 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 understand that this is doesn't have to be done it doesn't have to be done that way but much more easier that'll bring more and also by doing that it's it's a benefit in haiti and in large scales because this will create jobs yeah there was this will create uh, some sort of like um, understanding and combating employment that has been forever, uh, you know, lifelong unemployment we have in Haiti. So yeah. we think having this as a base will also kind of open up the doors and connecting to other people because the more we connect with the community, the more we will know their needs, the more we will know how we can continue finding an investor to branch out into yes. other part of um, before we run out of time this morning, and we've only got um, a minute to go, I just want to make sure that the audience know where they can go. Um, New Haiti has a website, which I've put up in the chat box, and it's www.new-haiti.com. And you can purchase from uh, a number of limited edition products. You can donate and all the profit goes to the new Haiti organization to use for the development of Haiti. Um, Moisey, 
I just want to say thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony. Radio Tony is a passionate supporter of New Haiti, James and Moisey, and I hope that you can support Moisey in her endeavour in the pageant in 2021. And Thank you for coming on to Radio Tony today and telling us all about the amazing opportunities in Haiti, the amazing opportunities for people to partner with other in ha- other people in Haiti, and the amazing opportunities to support in developing Haiti back into the wonderfully productive place that it used to be. Moisey, thank you so much for being on Radio Tony today. Oh, thank you so much. Journey. It was a pleasure, and I'd be more happy to chat with you. And I hope that you will have me another time. I'll be more than happy to do that. Absolutely, Moisey. Can I put your um, email address into the chat box so if people want to ask you questions, they can? Would that be okay? Yes, perfect. You can um, email me at info at fushetinc.com. It's f o. U-C-H-E-T-I-N-C dot com. And also, if you want to reach out to me, not directly, you can go to the website, which you referred to yes. earlier. New-80.com. So at that page, you can find me very easily. And also at my email address, which is I just uh, info yes. at inked.com. Moisey, thank you so much. We are completely out of time. Thank you so much for talking to us today about Haiti and the wonderful opportunities to partner with the beautiful people of Haiti. Uh, That's our lot for this week. Thank you, Moisey. Over to you, Rebel, and bye for now. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. A platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!